It's granted it's not all our fault. I mean, we only been a free people for what less than two hundred years. So when you think about that in context, it's like it's just a lot of things that we have to learn that we're just a little behind on. Our whole culture got ripped away from us essentially. So now we had to like kind of re we were like rebuilding the culture within what we learned in America and what we brought over from Africa. Because I didn't know everything. So when I started reading more books, I was like, oh, it's like like a light just you know what I'm saying clicked in my head and just made it seem pretty obtainable. So I think a lot of the problems we see that's like definitely just facing our community are low-key more government problems than they are just free uh, free market uh, problems. Hey, way down deep inside of me And it breaks my heart hey. What's going on, folks? This is Daryl, your host of Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast, where we discuss topics that impact black and millennial communities while having a good drink. Uh, today, I got my, my homeboy, LaFell, on here with me, owner of uh, Soul Lab Studios, producer extraordinaire, uh, amazing human being, and um, just, just an a all-around good guy who has an entrepreneurial spirit and helps build me up as a, a man, as a husband, as a father. Um, LaFell, introduce yourself, son. What's up, what's up, what's up? This is uh, LaFell, LaFell Music on Instagram and other social media. I hear my main man, Daryl, Daryl Dans, <laughs> as I call him. But uh, yeah, we, uh, it was time, man. We, we, we said we was gonna have a conversation, get into some, get into some, uh, some, some deep, uh, let's say entrepreneur slash family slash, uh, just uh, building up the community type convo. So the time is now. Yeah, man. Um, if y'all have been paying attention, uh, LaFell was on the first episode of season three. I believe it was season two, season three. I, I think it might have been the first episode of season two. Yeah, it was it because it was right when I announced that I was having yeah. Uh, Avery. So yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. right. And that's it to you. Didn't let the world know. Um, yeah. But I'm going to kick it off like I usually do. Uh, what we're drinking today. Um, so I found a limited edition wood finishing um, Maker's Mark set, and it came with two bottles. It came with the private selection. It uh, came with the cask strength. So I said, okay, the private selection is going to be lower proof than the cask strength, um, but it turns out it's only 0.3 proof lower. So this drain is 110 proof, kind of heavy. Um, and I got these wonderful glasses um, that were sent to me from Portions. So check them out on Instagram, at Portions Just Right. Uh, their tag will be in the um, in the episode notes, but it's at portions p o u r t i o u n s. So like you know, pouring a portion or something. Um, portions just right. Really cool concept. My my um, glass says on the bottom line, boys' night. On the top line, it says bar fight. So you know, kind of like okay, I'll pour to the bottom line. She's gonna be a boys' night. Gonna be real chill, real relaxed. We want to really, really turn up possible bar fight kind of night, which I'm 33. I don't want that anymore. Yeah. Didn't want that when it happened, but uh, yeah, back in the day, um, pour to the top, go to bar fight. Um, and then LaFell's has bottom uh, man cave, and the top line says man down. So how are you trying to really, you trying to oh, chill man. in the man cave, trying to go man down? I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, we, had, we had some nights like that in uh, Costa Rica, but uh, won't talk about them. Yeah, man. So, let's see. 
I'm going for the nice. uh, boys' night. I don't know you. You going for the the man down? I'm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a, a man cave real quick. Man yeah. cave, no no man down. We're gonna start off with that man cave. And... We, I don't think we're gonna get to. Yeah yeah. yeah right yeah yeah. yeah. So we, we are uh, reformed family men. <laughs> so yes, yes. We are not, we're not in here to, to have a bar fight or a man down. No, no, no. Especially not on uh, the day that we are, are drinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Man, okay, that's smooth right there. See, I haven't tried this uh, this whiskey yet, but here's to a good conversation. All right. Not too much bite. That's pretty smooth. Yeah, especially for that proof. Yeah, for that proof, that'll get that'll get you in trouble, right? Yeah, there, man. Yeah. Ooh. Hey, makers, mark y'all did your thing this time. That'll um, get you in trouble. Yeah. Cause I'll shoot. <laughs> you won't know. Yeah, you won't know. Put, put some ginger ale on that Joker. Cause that's smoother than a lot of yeah, that's smoother than a lot of joints. That's like way lower proof. Yep. So I can see mixing that with where there be some uh some some ginger, some uh. Ginger uh, beer or some. Ooh, uh, that's not nice. Uh, what Kentucky Mule? Yeah, man. Yeah. Or some. That's uh, a problem. Maybe 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 some 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 Coke if that's your drink of choice. But I can see getting in trouble with that. So, when I recorded my first episode here, actually, um, Soul Lab Studios, where we're recording, as y'all can see in the back, was my first ever sponsor. They sponsored me so that I could record an episode here. Um, but amazing place to come to, whether you need production, um, just somewhere to record, you need an engineer to work with, this is the spot to come to. So I really appreciate you really uh, just giving me the leeway and the freedom to use this space and and really believing in, in the work that I'm doing through this podcast. No, nah, definitely, man. It was it was actually a pleasure on my end as well, man, because, uh, you know, the studio, we only been here like a year, so... Um, actually, we celebrate our year in July, so well in uh, in June. So you were like one of the first podcasts that I did with like some new equipment I had. So I was like, eager. I was like, yeah, man, come on in, man. We're gonna set it up and get everything sounded right. So we, you actually kind of did me a favor as well. So I appreciate you uh, coming here and trusting that we get your sound right. Yeah, definitely did. And um, if y'all have been listening this season in comparison to past seasons. My audio quality has gone up tremendously. Um, that is due to the tutelage of a lot, the film. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of FaceTime. Like you got to, you got to move your mic right here. You got to, uh, you got to put this in the background. You got to put, you got to do this. Put this EQ on. You, I yeah. kind of helped him out a little bit, get him right. Yeah, man. So I mean, he he does it all. Um, if you aren't, if you're not able to make it to Soul Lab because of distance or whatever, I mean, I'm sure that he offers some some consultations and things like that. So definitely reach out to for, him for, for a small fee. <laughs> of course, of course, um, we are businessmen here, and small we have families fee. to feed. Yeah, man. So last time when I was here, I was doing an episode and I was talking about the nature of our economy and uh, capitalism. And after I recorded and you were listening to the content, you were like, yeah, man, I got a little pushback. Um, so we're going we're gonna to start Definitely, there. yes, yes, <laughs> definitely, yes. Um, I truly believe that capitalism has not truly helped black people get further in the United States of America collectively. It's, it's helped individuals, but I think that as a collective race, <sighs> we've had struggles with being exploited. So, okay. So my first rebuttal on that is that's not a that's not a capitalism thing. That's a that's a human thing. 
So sometimes, okay, we have these, especially in America, they're like known for like they have these great ideologies, great ideas, great. Okay, let's do this, let's do that, and it's great on in theory. But then when it comes into practice, there's some. Uh, let's see, let's say we see there's people that want to kind of take advantage of the system. So a lot of times, I think we like I think capitalism gets a bad rap because you got people that don't really do capitalism. They either do uh, crony capitalism or they kind of do a capitalism uh, that only benefits maybe one race or one, you know what I'm saying, one, one set of cultures like like we see in America. So I don't think the problem is capitalism. It's the people that's applying. It's like with guns. So like with guns don't kill people, people kill people. So capitalism isn't that, I mean, it's definitely flaws in every system that sure. you can point out, but the, the I don't think the root flaw is the capitalism. It's the, I think it's the people behind it. Okay. Point taken, because I think that human error is the problem with any system. Any system is built, anything is built to, I think, improve the human condition. Gotcha. Um, you know, when they did, when they were able to split an atom, they didn't know it was going to create an atom bomb eventually. Like, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you create things to try to help and then sometimes get used for, for evil. So how do we as a people move forward in this system? Knowledge, man. Ugh. See, the thing is, okay. He had his answer really. So the biggest thing is we, and I don't, I don't know how y'all's families were, um, but I know a lot of times in our culture, we kind of get behind because we are not taught these things at a young age. Granted, it's not all our fault. I mean, we only been a free people for what, less than 200 years. So when you think about that in context, it's like, it's just a lot of things that we have to learn that we're just a little behind on um, as far as like uh, money, um, just certain just certain things, you know, our, our whole culture got ripped away from us, essentially. Yeah. So now we had to like kind of re, we were like rebuilding the culture within what we learned in America and what we brought over from Africa. Or wherever you came from, you know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, I think the thing is knowledge. So I read a lot, and I tell um, I tell everybody I meet. When I was young, I was a, I was an avid reader, kind of until I got into college. I mean, not college. I say like maybe like middle school, high school, and like the reading was a little like I was just reading a lot of stuff that you know they make you read these books and stuff, and it's like maybe not the best content in my opinion. Um, so as I got older, I mean, maybe like a few years after I graduated college, I really dug into like reading, not even self-help books, but more so self-empowerment books, um, books on the economy, books on um, culture, books on uh, entrepreneurship. And that changed my whole outlook. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, granted, I was raised, my mom was an entrepreneur. She had her own like hair salon. So I kind of started from her early. But a lot of those, like, just the, the, the um, characteristics and a lot of the uh, just the rules and tools that you need to kind of become successful, I was I didn't know everything. So when I started reading more books, I was like, oh, it's like like a light just, you know, saying clicked in my head and just made it all seem pretty obtainable. So I think the key is the knowledge and then we won't be afraid of it because a lot of us just afraid. And then once we step out there, we're like, oh, this ain't so bad. You know what I'm saying? All right. So. Love that, agree with it, and going to play devil's advocate here. We gain mm. the knowledge. Um, we do what we need to. We do our part. We build our own economies. We build stronger black communities. All right? Mm-hmm. It happened. We can talk about Tulsa. Talk about Wilmington. We can talk about Durham. So, and not, I want to let you get your point, but yeah. I was going to say within that, within all of that, that, that was evidence of us using capitalism to to further our people right. granted it was taken away from us but that wasn't capitalism fault that was a whole different monster so that's 
Okay, you can finish your point. So, with it. so yeah. I, I agree with that, and I say, what if we put in a, a fail safe, which there's no true fail safe because of human error, but I, I truly believe that we don't value humanity properly within the context context of America, um, and so we don't have a floor for living quality. I don't believe in a minimum wage. I believe in a minimum standard of living. Okay. Because inflation regulates that the, the value of the dollar will always continue to expand. So if I'm making 715 now, uh-huh. 715 in 1950 was great. Yeah. But 715 now ain't nothing because the dollar continues to expand or decrease as a decrease in value. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is I mean you can get into like when they took the dollar off the gold standard and that's a right. another monster like that that's kind of what led to the crazy inflation we seen now. But uh so that's why I that's one issue I have with capitalism is inflation plus capitalism causes people to be left behind. So, I, okay, I understand. So, okay, I can I can take make it look a little bit biblical. You know they say that God uh what is it? God uh, looks after uh, babies and foods, correct? So, I feel like the whole thing with the floor is like, okay, granted, people like special needs, um, super disenfranchised kids, all that. I feel like we definitely need those systems. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm scared of um, is that these things kind of take away incentive. And I feel Certainly. like human nature, like, okay, so put it <laughs> like this. Humans, we okay. We're we're like the only we're like the only uh, I guess you can call this a race of you know humans are the only race that feel like everything should be fair all the time. Yeah, like you look at yeah. like you can just go to the jungle, like go to the jungle, or go to the uh, look at Discovery Channel for a second, and like no other like lions or it's like a it's like a food chain. There's a order. There's a if you like the survival of the fittest in yeah. a sense. And I know that sounds like super cold and super light, but I think we have to have a level of that just so that we can grow and have ambition and do different things. Sometimes I feel like when there is a certain floor that we know no matter what happens or what decisions we make, that we have a net to catch us, that we kind of can sometimes maybe not go as hard as we think we, you know what I'm saying, as we should. Yeah. So that's my, that's my only thing about the floor, but I, I feel you when, when like the, with the quote-unquote riches nation in the world and we have people that's like kind of begging for money every day and can't feed their family so I definitely understand that there's that's like a kind of a conflict um but I'm scared to take to just give us a floor to where people are aren't going as hard as they could because they know that they have something to fall back on yeah I think that um I I agree it it allows us to be innovative and creative when we know we have to figure it out ourselves. Yeah. Um, and I also, to, to your point, children should always be taken care of. And that's, and that's my thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when, for instance, right, lived in Durham, went to school in Chapel Hill, mm-hmm. five to ten miles apart depending on which side of town you're on. Chapel Hill, because of the property taxes paid, allowed for children to have one of the top educations in the nation. Versus Durham, because property taxes that weren't paid because of the economic system there and um, just the general culture, kids, some kids doing very well, but some kids doing very, very poorly. How do we level that playing field in this system? So to me, that's not, that's, that's not a capitalism problem. That's a government problem. Mm. And I think a lot of the problems we see that's like definitely just facing our community are low-key more government problems than they are just free, uh, free market uh, problems, you know what I'm saying? So, like, like you said, like, why is it that 
certain schools in certain areas get more funding just because of the tax system. That's government. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. capitalism. I mean, people. I mean, we pay tax. You can argue about that in another conversation about should we even be paying taxes. But how they allocate those funds, that's government. So I feel like we need. That's who we need to be going after. Like, okay, mm. y'all setting these rules up to where y'all know these these areas have more maybe millionaires or more well-off families. And then just because they pay more in taxes, now their schools have the nicest books. Um, whereas you get other places that, like I said, they, the median uh, family income may be like $25,000, $30,000. So now those kids are getting less benefits in school than, the, you know what I'm saying? I, I think that's a problem with government more so than just pure capitalism and free market. That's a good segue into uh, the next point. I, I just want to take this conversation in, and this is a completely um, impromptu convo. Um, yeah, this is this is the way we talk half the time. Yeah. Like, we just have phone conversations, and we will. I, I like the pushback. Um, so, you got that issue, government. That's my beef. I, I have a big problem with, <laughs> with, with the government. Why do we still? And you're probably going to be on the same page as I am. Why do we still have politicians where there's no age limit to the politicians, but there is an age minimum? So it's funny because I was just thinking like, okay, if you'd asked me this maybe five, ten years ago, I'm 33 as well. So if you'd asked me five, ten years ago, like, okay, politicians shouldn't really have have an age limit on like I guess the minimum age. I would have been all for that. But as I'm getting older, not to say that. You know, age doesn't really have anything to do on like intellect. I think age comes in more when it comes to wisdom, because sometimes we can have knowledge but not wisdom. So I feel like there's a certain level of wisdom you do get with age and experience mm-hmm. um, that you can't duplicate. You know what I'm saying? No, any other way than just going through it. So sometimes I'm like, okay, this person may have certain views, but they haven't really lived long enough yeah. to really. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's I why agree. I kind of like I'm, I'm not super against like what is it 35? Yeah, I, oh, I'm for the minimum. My issue is on the other now, end. Now on the other end, yeah. I, I probably agree with you because I'm like, yo, you shouldn't be the president if you was like in your prime in like 1961. Right. I mean, not even a president. Let me rephrase that. You shouldn't be just a senator. Or a yeah, like Maybe you like big, big decisions. It's like because because what happens is your decisions are based on a, a ideology that you may have grown up with that was 50 years removed from what what's going on now and I mean we can we all grow and stuff and, and learn but it's just I feel like uh, you, it, we do need a, a a hint of fresh energy and fresh blood mm-hmm. in some of these places um so I'm, I'm not for I'm, I'm kind of against that I, I know I, how should I say it we need some kind of like okay if you over this age or whatever yeah, yeah and it could be depending on which which seat you're in you know what I'm saying yeah. but we need something because we got people that's like, like you said, lifetime politicians. Yeah, lifetime. They never really ha- like lived out in the. I hate to say the real world, but they never lived outside that yeah. bubble. So now their decisions are kind of like a, they like you sitting on the throne making decisions for people that you don't really have to follow yourself. Yeah, I um I was very surprised. I had a conversation with my grandma this week, and we were talking about politics. We we always talk about politics. I love that's dope. I, oh, I love talking to her because she, she different perspectives. She probably lived through more. Different. Yeah, and. She will talk junk because she's at the age where she, she don't, don't care, care that, that, that year. Don't I care. can't wait to get that age. I have yeah, like no right. filter. Like yeah. just say what's on my mind. And so she <laughs> says whatever. But one thing I was very surprised that she said to me was, 
she doesn't believe someone her age, which she's in her 80s, should be making decisions for our generation because she said when she was younger, if someone had a child out of wedlock, they had to go to the church, ask for forgiveness. People really cared about that stuff. So she said, y'all generation doesn't care about that. It's just different, yeah. And she said, we shouldn't be making decisions based on what we think for y'all's future. And I I was, I applaud her for that maturity because yeah. there are times I'd be wondering, like, grandma. Because people get stuck in their ways and they, want, they feel like everything should be what they, what they came up with or... And I even make a, like, I love analogies. Like, I mean, this isn't in this series, but like, I'm, I'm into music. So a lot of times as I'm getting older in music, I'm, I'm working with younger artists and I'll low key, uh, I'll let them kind of make certain decisions. I like, I won't try to interfere because I'm like, that's not really my uh, demographic too much. Yeah. So like, I don't know what an 18 year old wants to listen to that's all true. the time. So I'm not going to put my 33 year old input on everything they do. And that's exactly what's going on with with I, and I, and the government. Is like you got people that's like you said, like seventies and stuff, and they making decisions for eighteen year olds. That's like, all right, that was cool in fifty two, but we we in a different. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a different want to time. Their progress. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to hinder the progress of this next generation of, of music artists because. You say, you know what? This was my error. I had the error that I really, you know, I knew how stuff should sound here. Yep. I still know how the technical should go. Yeah. But you know how your style is going to be. Because I'm, I'm not in the clubs anymore, like, every night. Yeah. Every, like, you know what I'm saying? Going to kickbacks every other day and stuff, like yeah. how I was when I was. That was fun. Yeah, that was a good time. It was, that was a good time. <laughs> what like, is uh, <laughs> Granite Street? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are good times. But, like, I'm not doing that as much. Like, I got a, I got a, a daughter. A wife, like I'm, I'm usually either working or I'm at the crib, so it's like my perspective is different. So I'll like the same thing with politics. So if you somebody that's been maybe working at the state house for thirty years, you got a different perspective than somebody that's maybe going out in uh in the private sector or just you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just a different. You just it's just a little different. So yeah. I think you just need that. You got to shake stuff up and. I know. I would say maybe if instead of an age thing, maybe it's just got to be like a number of years term to do limits, it, like yeah. a term limit. Yeah, we got to get back to that. Tr- yeah, we've got it for the presidency. Yeah. We should have it for the, for Congress. We should have it for the Supreme Court. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> These lifetime appointments, man, that's wild. Because let's think about when yeah. they when they created this in what seventeen seventy six. I am. I'm gonna go ahead and go out, go off on a limb, but I'm pretty sure that the life expectancy was not where it is today for anybody, black, white, brown, anybody. Their life expectancy was probably ten yeah. to twenty years lower. Mm-hmm. So now you're adding twenty years, which they didn't. They didn't plan for this at first. They also didn't plan for me to be free talking to y'all um, without getting hit. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> George Washington, <laughs> you see what it is. Um, <laughs> we here now. Yeah, yeah. We, we out here. We're free. No chains, B. Um, but yeah, they did not foresee people living until they were 80, 90 years old before that seat got um, got opened up for someone else. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that actually brought me to my to an actual next point. Government. Uh-huh. We have to update these documents more regularly that were made. When was, what, the, when was the last amendment added to the Constitution. Man, I can't I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a historian. I'm not that big so, a scholar. Yeah, um, I'm like. I, I wish I, I need to. I need to. Uh, Google like I said, it. impromptu conversation. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, I it's feel not, like it's, it's, been, a, it's been a minute. It's not. It's definitely not. Yeah. There, there are things that need to be removed from all of our government documents. Yeah. Or cha- like you said, or, or 
edited or something. You know what I'm saying? We going on because like so we in the information age. So now they saying the decades are what going like. It used to be kind of every 10 years, but now it's like with technology, it's like this decade, like stuff is changing up literally every five years. Mm-hmm. It's like you're getting a whole different, yep. a whole different like way of living. You know what I'm saying? Like think about uh, just phones, how fast phones have changed over the years. No more Nokia's with the snake game. Yeah, with the snake and the, and the little that was fake a fun pond. Game. Yeah, that was, I, I used to play a joint in, uh, when I was taking algebra. I should have been. <laughs> yeah, it was, and that, I mean, that that was dope because it just made you more creative and like, you didn't, everything wouldn't just hand it to you. Damn, I'm sounding like an old head. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> I'm being real though. It's like, yeah. now it's like, you got, you can open up your phone and you got access to millions of games. Back then, we had four games. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so with that, right, the government structure like there are laws on the books where I'm sure you can find a state where it's illegal for a woman to swim in a two-piece I'm sure that there is a municipality that still has that on the books because it just hasn't been updated they don't enforce it anymore but they could um there needs to be a, a review of these things every five to ten years I think yeah like we should just like I mean, they, I they, they probably do it. They just do it on the low. Like, just go down every every law and rule and just like, okay, do we still need this? Like, no, we need no. that. Because it takes time. It takes time, and yes. Yeah. And then you have to vote on it. Like, yeah. They, they just leave them there. And yeah, I'm not going to get arrested for it, but I could. I, until the Supreme Court, like, did the, the whole loving thing, mm-hmm. I could probably get arrested for walking down the street with a white girl. Yeah. Like, until, until what, 30 years ago. Yeah. And that's insane when you think about it, right. but that just shows like. But then the crazy part is, like you said, we have people like still that that was probably in office. I'm trying to think when what was that? What was that change? That decision? What, what, I think decade? it was the 70s. I think it was so. The 70s. Imagine we yeah, got right. people that are, yeah. that are in office right now that were also in office when that was was a rule. So that just right there alone is like, all right, something isn't all the way, all the way right here. Yeah. But about okay about sort of rules. So like my, I'm not a, a avid. Uh, smoke or anything Yeah But how you feel About the whole Marijuana thing Like legalizing that um, I am all for it Because As you see right here I have a um, A spirit mm-hmm. Right there uh, And If alcohol Is legal I believe marijuana Should be legal um, I think that You have to regulate it um, Just like anything else like let's let's make sure that everything is regulated, um, because people will lace things with certain how, things. So how do you feel about making all drugs legal? Uh, I do. So the thing is, I don't believe in making all drugs legal. Okay. Because I, I do. I do for the record. Oh, word. Yeah. I think that there are certain drugs that are so chemically altered that uh-huh. that's my issue with them. If they were in the natural state, I have no problem with it. Uh-huh. I saw a video of how cocaine was made. And mm-hmm. at that point, I said, that's not supposed to go into anybody's body. Now, the coca leaf should yeah. not be illegal. The natural coca leaf should not be. Now, the the gasoline-infused, stepped-on coke... Let me, tell you, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why I think every, every drug should be legal. I feel like, for one, it'll definitely cut back on crime because what hap- what's happening now is people are always talking about, well, you know, lower the crime, lower the crime. It's like, you got too many rules, so it's like, it's just easy to break laws. So, if you make drugs legal, then that takes away that black market. Because yeah. now we can have, just how y'all seen with the, with the marijuana, everybody and their mama's popping up with a, a um, either a grow house or a, uh, or a, uh, a marijuana distillery. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you just seen those pop up, and now they, this stuff is getting, so now we can really have the FDA, whoever, come test that stuff out. Like, okay, what's re- what are you really growing? What's in it? What are you serving people? Yeah. Versus everybody getting their marijuana from their, like, local, 
you know what I'm saying, local dealer that they don't know what's in it really. Because he want to keep you hooked. He want to keep you hooked. So there's no telling what he's putting in it yeah. just to uh, keep you hooked versus going to a, a place that has to have certain uh, regulations when they do it. Yeah. So imagine that with even if some I don't I mean I'm not a, I don't I'm not saying go uh, do heroin, but I'm just saying like if you could get heroin from a place that was licensed to sell heroin. I think people would probably go there first and it would kind of weed out that black market where we don't know what's going on. I know that sounds crazy. It, and not even does it, that sounds crazy. The opioid ep- epidemic right now, those are all legal drugs. You know, mo- soccer moms sitting here getting high on, on prescribed drugs. I think that they're always going to find they're gonna find a way to be I a mean, black market. People are going to find a way to, to, to overdo it. Yeah. But it'll be less crime. But I mean, I think it, I mean, especially when we talk about our community. It'll be safer. It'll be a little safer because now you've seen people that maybe just like they're really just overdosing on those things versus like they take a bad hit that was just laced with something. That's right. That's my thing. It's like okay, if you take a thousand, uh, what's the pill? Uh, I don't. I'm not fentanyls or whatever. No, like a thousand, like over, like one of those. Um, oh, um. Like you get from a, a doctor, I don't know uh, what are you taking now. Vicodin, like a Vicodin. Yeah. You take, of course, we take a hundred Vicodins. You're probably going. If I drink three of these bottles of alcohol, I'm probably going to have a bad effect too. Yeah. But I know that when I buy this this alcohol with this package and this approval, that it's probably not going to just have like poison in it. You know what I'm saying? It has the regulations. It tells you how yeah, strong it, takes, it is. Exactly. I can know the yeah. proof of it. That's yep. what I'm saying. So I feel like we do that. Because think about it, alcohol was prohibited. So I mean, and that was, that's when the mafia, that's when like crime was crazy. Very true. Because they had a black market for it. But then when they made it legal, a lot of that kind of, I mean, it's still, they kind of moved on to other drugs and stuff, but that kind of took that whole market away. So I think it'll help our community out because that's just less people that now you got to go legit. Now you got to go get you a, a certification and do that because Nobody's gonna probably come buy from you when they can go down the street to a more, you know, what I'm saying, established place yeah. to get their drugs. That's real because so we went to uh, you remember a couple years ago we uh, we did a couple countries in Europe and we did Amsterdam as one of them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, prostitution is legal there, as is weed. Yeah. So I don't know what other drugs are, but I know prostitution and weed are legal, which are, were not the case in America at the time. Mm-hmm. And the thing with prostitution is we we went through the red light district. Mm-hmm. There were women sitting there standing in the windows, and they all had been tested. For any kind of STD, like they had to go through wow. testing, like that's a safer way to wow. do what we see as being frowned upon. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, and I'm, I mean, I'm not like a poster boy for like, yo, prostitution is great, but I'm just saying like that shows you like, okay, if we can make some of this stuff legal. That's like kind of like not uh, what do you call it? Not criminal crimes. Uh, right. Not, not violent. Not non-violent. I'm sorry. Yeah. Non-violent crimes. Then we can cut out a lot of just like sending people to jail for stuff that's. I mean, if you harm yourself, I mean, you shouldn't harm yourself, but if you can harm yourself, that's more of a, a thing you got to deal with. Maybe therapy versus just put people in jail yeah. because they're harming their own body. So that's my that's my take on it. I know it's not a popular opinion. Hopefully, I maybe convince some people to kind of be open minded about that. But um, I've been doing some reading on it. I think, like I said, if you just make a lot of these drugs and stuff legal, it'll cut out a lot of crime, a lot of sentences. It'll keep a lot of us out of the system, you know what I'm saying, as they say. Well, you know, that, and that goes to, um, and, uh, you know, as a believer in Christ, both of us are. It goes to our um, legalism in when it comes to to religion, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, and government in general. 
we think one sin is worse than the other. And so that's how we've set up our legal system as well. Mm-hmm. And we have to, once again, we're talking about the government, we have to separate the church from the state. Like we ha- the government should not be utilizing the Bible to then tell us, hey, you know what? You can't have prostitutes here. Yeah. I think the, the, we as people, we as, as followers of Christ should lead in such a way. And the funny part is like, this is like, America is quote unquote built on like freedom of religion and all that, but then you look at it and it's like, mm-hmm. it's literally like one set, like mm-hmm. one religion's kind of viewpoints on stuff and everything else is bad is like kind of hypocritical a little really? bit. Very much so. Um, and I'm a Christian, like I said, so I mean, I'm not like against the, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not totally against, but I, it's just kind of a hypocritical thing to do is like make everything be like Christian and Catholic rules. Yeah. I think But then you're saying it's a free. It's free religion. We live in a way, you and I should live in a way that makes people want to follow Christ. Yeah, Um, by example. The the government should not mandate through their laws that you follow Christ. Because that's what it it does, essentially. Is it mandates through its laws that you follow the Ten Commandments. Exactly. Um, No, you know what? Let's let's try to think in a way that says, you know what? I'm going to live this kind of life that then makes other people say, hey, how did he get this way? Exactly. Why does he have the hope every day to keep pushing? Now, with that being said, like I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a big government person. I feel like there's a need for small government for just basic society things. Because if not, we're just kind of in anarchy. So mm-hmm. I don't want to sound like I'm like totally against government in all phases. I just think government should be small and like almost like a referee in a, in a game. Is like they should be there to make sure st- people people just go crazy. But if it starts to become like the referees take over the game is more about them than the players, then that's when I feel like, okay, y'all doing too much. And I feel like that's what happened in America over the years. Like, it's like the government just has been doing so much that now it's like, it's like their game. Like, we're watching them play versus them, you know what I'm saying, them living our, us living our lives yeah. how we want. So, I mean, we need like, of course, like, thou shall not kill. Right, certainly. Like, stealing, stealing, killing. I mean, those are like crimes. Yeah, violent, violent crimes, crimes against other people. Like, of course, those are like staples, but some of the other stuff that's more so morality based I mean that's between you and God that's between you and God man (laughs) yeah yeah man well look I appreciate the time today I think that um, you've opened up my eyes to certain things I'm sure you've opened up the eyes of other people uh, I'm sure your eyes have been opened to these things that you know we grew up just not thinking this way yeah man definitely definitely and I um, and it's funny because like I'm like I'm like a what, what, I'm gonna, what am I call myself? I'm not a conservative at all, but I've always been like moderately conservative. Um, in my in certain things, okay, like social things, I'm more like, of course, uh, liberal in that sense. Like I, I want everybody. I think everybody should have like certain things, like health care and all that kind of stuff. Um, but at the same time, I'm also I'm conscious enough to know that nothing is free. Yeah. So it makes me kind of have a more conservative with it the economy and certain institutions as well so but talking to you man i know like you like super like for the people so it's like for me it makes me check myself okay i'm not going i'm not removed from the people you know what i'm saying yeah like i'm still conscious enough to uh to know when i'm uh you know what i'm saying what, what we need as a community in a sense so I appreciate you being like the poster boy for that in my eye <laughs> yeah man no problem hey appreciate you um and and we're gonna do this again we might, might have to do a quarterly uh, check-in. Oh, I got to finish my... This is a party file. All right, I'm, I'm going to take this to the head before bro, we... You can sip it, bro. That's cool. Nah, I'm going to take... Yeah. I can, it's, a, it's a party file, man. All right, go ahead. You got it. All right. Woo. Hey, check out portions. Get those glasses. Um, I'm going to have the uh, Instagram yeah. tags for 
uh, portions just right on Instagram. Um, Fell's gonna have his, gonna have Soul Lab Studios. Um, but yeah, thanks for rocking with us. This has been this has been real fun, man. Yeah, man, appreciate you for having me, man. I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to uh, to doing more work, man. We go for sure. Yes, Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast is a subsidiary of Daniels Development and Branding, LLC. Here for all of your fundraising strategy and creative storytelling needs. Connect with us online at dollarsandstories.com.